captain is with us. Hey, good as you're listening, watching to episode 38 of the weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast, where this week we're not only talking about Valhalla, but also, I mean, we, we usually talk about more than just Valhalla, but now we're getting broader, we're looking into the future. Jordan, welcome to this very exciting and, uh, yeah, pretty cool episode. I'm actually really hyped for this. Yeah, the future. It could be full of all kinds of fun and exciting video games or Mobile games. more disappointment. We don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask the audience here that is listening. Do you guys have cell phones? <laughs> if you do, you should be really excited. For is this the an Ubisoft out of season future. April Fool's joke of you, Jordan? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. A little too early. <laughs> audio is a bit low on my side is it good now i think i should just talk in the microphone i think that is it right mm -hmm. i should do the same I, I i noticed i'm doing a little bit uh a little like distance working with the mic you know okay can we now like get go on one page talking into the microphone helps when using a microphone says risa or mod that's the best <laughs> tip i ever got i was always like this but i should be like this <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, yeah, so we have a ton to, to talk about. But first, I want to uh, get everyone's attention because Reda is uh, hit, hit a new low point today. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, he's already selling stuff again. But right now, if I go to my game, we see that mm -hmm. the selection is empty. So the weekly reset happened mm. and he's selling nothing. It's the first time. Maybe it's already it's already fixed. So what if I like talk to him right now? No. For our audio listeners, Jor is attempting to try to shop at Retta's, but uh, is promptly being shut down and um, kicked yep. out of the shop. I mean, he's bankrupt. I mean, no then soup you for want you. to sell stuff, right? If you're bankrupt, then just sell the freaking yeah. uh, freaking. Whatever you're, like, <laughs> some of the fruit he's, he has like there. He put all of his money into GameStop and now he's just trying to make it back. He doesn't yeah. have enough product to sell. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we had a new low with Red Out. I mean, what else is new? He did sell some great items though, gotta give him to that. But maybe he was like, I've been too generous, Let, let's dial it back. Uh, and he forgot to bring an item today. So maybe that changes throughout the episode listen to find out okay of course the podcast goes live every saturday on your favorite podcast service you can download it on soundcloud as well if you want to support the show financially that would be awesome but it's not necessary but if you want to do that then you can head over to my youtube channel joraptor and become a member by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button then for two dollars per month you get the video version of the show we live record on twitch every first day so, yeah, then you can watch it whenever you want. I'll post it in the community tab, so check it there if you are a member. And I want to thank very, like, a, a ton of people. Paul, Cass, Pinal, Ter uh, Terry, Chris, Jacob, uh, Way, and another Chris for becoming a Raptor member uh, this last week. So, that's very cool. If you want to go the extra mile, you can become a member for $5 per month. And you get two days early access and can listen on Thursday, so immediately after the live recording is over. Um, if you, again, cannot support the show financially, no big deal. Uh, it's already awesome that you listen, that you are here. Um, watching live or listening, that's already great. But you can also leave a review. That's free. That also will help us out. Uh, yeah, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave reviews. And we got a new one, right, Jordan? Mm -hmm. We have a new review from Brody Baker from the U.S. How's it going, Brody? Uh, amazing. Please do more, period. I watched my first episode today, and I will certainly listen again on Saturday. Whoa. Short, sweet, and to the point. Thank you so much, Brody. Thanks. Appreciate you listening. I hope that... Um, <laughs> Just picking up the podcast just now. If you're one of the more recent listeners that you know, welcome. Thank you for joining partway through. Uh, Something I actually saw. As we wait for river raids. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have an update on the river raids uh, in a moment here in the podcast. Uh, maybe you already saw oh. it in the video that I will be talking about as well. Um, either way, um, 
it's been pretty cool to go back to older episodes and see how the the like numbers of listens have grew over time. So episodes that were like at 500, maybe when we launched it in the first week, are now at thousands. So it really seems that wow. people are going back and listening to older <laughs> episodes, which is awesome. Um, cool. I mean, yeah, we, we do talk about some like sort of evergreen stuff. Uh, yeah. Although, yeah. Although, like, the episodes before launch, maybe those are not that exciting anymore because the game is out now. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of speculating in those ones. That There might be a good nugget in there of a, an idea that we might ha have had that uh, did not come to play. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. We do know <laughs> that you won the predictions, of course, but we got new predictions going. So uh, we will have mm -hmm. a prediction at the end of the episode. I see someone in the chat say, Aaron Sin says... 20, uh, February 28th, the river rates. But if I look at my calendar, that's on a Sunday and no content released on a Sunday. So Jordan, the question is, when do we get the river rates? They teased it in December already. They said season mm -hmm. one kicks off for Valhalla. We have the Yule Festival. And then we also have the river rates in February. And that's sort of the highlight of the season. I still don't know why they call it seasons because there's no connection between the Yule Festival and this update, and it's like two months in between. With a season, I think, of like regular content updates, but that's not happening. Fair enough, I don't care. Just find the, the sort of title for it. Kind of weird. But yeah, we're now in February. We're, we're approaching the, the midpoint of February. Where are the river rates? Well, Jordan, what if I told you that there's an update on that? Is there? Yes. Did it happen? Well happening or i i, I <clears throat> am i just out of the loop no 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 you have to know this very very um unpopular twitter account who for some reason is able to look at updates that are added to the database on playstation mm. and he said yesterday actually february 10th uh and i'm gonna like pull this up for people watching as well as that's good for holla updates uh, 0112 added to the database release soon for PS5. Uh, and then he says the new, new size for the game is uh, 67 uh, gigs. Meaning that yeah. the patch is bi pretty big. Because I don't know what the size for the game is. I can like check it live here. So let's go to my PlayStation... So that means that they are loading up for either the week of the 16th of February or the 23rd. Yeah, yeah. Last I, week. I, like, I, I will talk about what the sort of uh, schedule normally is for when things get added. But for Hola, yeah. size right now is 48 gigs. And after the, this update, the new, uh, the new size will be 67 gigs. So this is going to be a big one. This is going to be... It seems like this is going to be the one we've waited for, which is exciting. So what normally happens is when this Twitter account is like, hey, Valhalla has a new update. The previous update launched on January 14th, and the update was added to the database on January 6th. So a week later, the update launches. So that's what I predicted. I, I said February 18th. As I said, updates normally launch on the first day. So I think it's going to be February 18th. But I will say, with a caveat, we don't know. Maybe they delay it by one week. But, I mean, we said it mm -hmm. last week as well, right? Ubisoft doesn't want to go yeah. that long without a new item pack. And February 18th is really, I thought, as long as they would go with. That, normally I would agree with you. But with all of this, uh, what do you think about this? With all the um, pushback from... A lot of the fans and us yeah. about the fact there's more purch purchasable uh, Helix uh, gear than there is in the actual game. Like, do you think Ubisoft heard that and they might like tamper the brakes with them, or do you think they're they're yeah, just yeah. gonna be like, whatever, news is news, let's just keep <laughs> pumping? <laughs> I, I mean, they already reached the point, right, where there are more Helix items. Yeah. So every new Helix item, they, they no, I'm kidding, but. Um, I, like when this river raid update releases there will be a ton of new free content so mm -hmm. i think they then think that they can get away with it so i think on february 18th yeah. we get a, a new set as well um and they also do that to combat the leaks 
because the moment the update goes live, people will go into the files, see which new items are added, and then immediately like make videos about them. Um, so that that's what we saw with Odyssey as well, where normally the item packs only released on a Tuesday after people became after people were leaking them, they released on the same day as the patch because then were they were immediately available, so nobody could leak them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they really care about the leaks though, because you would think that it's kind of like extra attention for these item packs. But on the other hand, uh, yeah. Uh, you don't want to like, uh, yeah. I think the surprise also helps with whoa, a new item pack is out, and I don't know which one it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that's kind of the updates on the river rates. It's likely coming next week. That that's at least what I get from it. We will have to see about the the podcast recording. We might change that because if the update is out, I want to likely stream that. So we have to like kind of think of something there, Jordan. Maybe we do it Friday again. And then we have mm, already sure. then we've already played the river rates as well. Maybe that's a little uh, mm-hmm. better for our uh, impressions. But yeah, we so could even is, do a, a live river Raiden show. Yeah, I mean our audio listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so awesome. I, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, that definitely means that they're hitting the timeline. I guess that they wanted. Uh, for sure, we got a lot to still talk about, but yeah, the looks like the river raids are likely, yeah, within the next week or two, they're gonna hit it before. I was concerned that it was gonna get down to the wire and we'd oh, be entering too. last week of February and be like, hmm, yeah, we on? delayed it. Yeah, I, I w- would not mm-hmm. have been surprised with like because it's really weird that we are really going from three months without any substantial new content, okay, the Yule Festival, but. It, it was substantial, but it was really broken and just not as exciting as I hoped. But like, apart from that, mm-hmm. we've not seen any quality of life I- improvements. Did you do you know, by the way, what uh, Immortals today added to their game? I saw something about that. I was gonna look at that. Um, uh, the loadout no, feature. Ah, uh, yes. Awesome, right? Yeah. So two months after launch, they're adding that loadout feature, which is very similar to uh, the one we had in Odyssey as well. But yeah, two months mm-hmm. after launch, that's like nuts when they already had the visual customization system at launch and New Game Plus at launch as well. So they're really on top of that. And they already had one DLC expansion. They already had a new free quest. Um, pretty mm-hmm. wild. Pretty wild how... how how fast they are like able to bring out new content. But I hope that next week we will be here sitting and I really hope that we will be like, wow, this river raid was worth the wait. I really hope that that's the case. Me uh, too. But uh, we will have to wait and see. Any uh, closing thoughts on uh, on this? A lot of people are hyping it up. So that's great. Yeah, no. Nope. I'm just... I'm just curious what it means. Like it's just two words, river raid, and we we've experienced raids in the game, but like, like are they just resetting all of our raids? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, new maps. New maps is what they say. So, yes, new maps too. I want to thank Hambone as always, and we that's why I think we got the hype emotes for the yeah the uh, gift. He always gives subs, and now Andy is the lucky one. So thanks, Hambone, as always. And uh, I still think we should give you your own emote at this rate. What if it? What if it is the India map? Whoa! And then every time you I'm boot up the game, Starting you get a, you get a, uh, you get a like uh, pop up saying "Download the new India mobile game" or the, or the new yeah. China mobile game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jim Carroll also did a prime sub. Thanks for that. Okay. Let's uh, move on to what we've already been teasing. So we go beyond Valhalla. Uh, maybe you already saw the video, but I think it's cool about this podcast is that we can go way more in depth on, uh, yeah, sort of mm-hmm. the news that that's been out there. And I'm especially curious to hear about your take, Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. So should I just first go over some uh, key sort of uh, things we learned, uh, and then you can yeah. chime in if you want, and then we are going to have mm-hmm. a sort of broader discussion over. Uh, the future of the the franchise at least go for it it looks like right now so let's start with the fact that 
Uh, Valhalla, of course, had the biggest launch of an Assassin's Creed game in the history, but Assassin's Creed 3 is still the fastest-selling Assassin's Creed game in terms of units sold. And that game shipped 12 million units in 2012 when it came out. It did have like two extra weeks on the market, but so basically what is going on is Valhalla made more money for Ubisoft, but Assassin's Creed 3 still uh, sold more copies to people. So more people were playing Assassin's Creed 3 than Valhalla, um, but Valhalla, yeah, with more additions, with more microtransactions at launch, of course, made more money. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the daily users for Valhalla were up twofold compared to Odyssey in the same period after launch. So, yeah, Valhalla also more popular than Odyssey. Well, I mean, so keep in mind, too, that around the time they launched was during like a COVID period where yeah, a lot of people sure. were. Cyberpunk also didn't quite hit what everyone wanted to, right? Like there probably would have been a lot more players. And I'm curious about how much Odyssey's popularity early in 2020 like bled into Valhalla as well. So a lot. Way more than Origins. Like the the tail for Odyssey was way longer. And I think and that's that's also always so interesting. We talked about it multiple times. How Odyssey really seemed to have mm-hmm. brought in a ton of new people. I think more so than Origins, actually. While Origins was the mm-hmm. first one to do the RPG formula. So way more eyes were on Valhalla when it came out, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hopefully that means that, especially piggybacking off their uh, you their earnings call about how they want to put a lot more effort into their post-launch content with Valhalla that hopefully um, they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the second point here. Uh, or like actually ad- adding on to it. Valhalla will have a significantly mm-hmm. longer and stronger post-launch roadmap with free and paid content than Odyssey. Uh, and we already mm-hmm. saw that in the trailer, of course, with them saying year one and the line continuing past uh, fall 2021. So, yeah, they're really saying, hey, in 2022, we will still have substantial updates for this game. Likely nothing like for the season pass. Maybe they will do a season pass too if the next game is really, like, far away. You never know, right? But I think they're mostly mm-hmm. talking about more free updates. And at that point, when you, like, repeat 2022, you can bring the Yule Festival back. You can bring the festival back that we expect in March. So then you still have some returning things uh and maybe add a little bit onto it so that will already uh yeah make it a little easier i think to support the game post the Mm -hmm. yeah post the initial uh first year uh the wrath of the druids expansion did you expect that it would come out before april because we now learned that it will not be coming out before april sadly I thought of that around i thought maybe march or april we might get a little something yeah, so that's a little interesting. Hopefully, that's for the best again. It just seems like the, it just seems like every like to repeat something. I feel like I said a few weeks back is that everything when it comes to these launch schedules for post-launch for Valhalla, is everything seems to be dampened or delayed by like a month or so, just due to logistics. I feel like or some. Um, we don't quite know exactly why i still am not sure if that's the the case in terms of i think this was always the plan to have more substantial big updates and nothing in between and i think i think we can better like kind of criticize if that was the the right idea but maybe from now on they can like hit that every month window but totally covid impacted Mm -hmm. of course a lot i still think that because they had this post on trailer ready in October and they're so far hitting everything they said um, doesn't make me think that something delayed during the post launch itself but uh, might be mm-hmm. um, so yeah uh, now okay the Raptor Dudes I think it will be April because it said early spring so that would be like either end of March well that's not gonna happen or in April and I think it's gonna be April then um Mm -hmm. okay now let's go to some things that people um and i saw a lot of people like on twitter talk about this and kind of bumped out and i of course follow and you you too a lot of people who are like super hardcore ac fans but mostly of the early games right 
and this yeah. financial call because all this info is coming from a Ubisoft financial call once again reassured or like not reassured that's not the right word like once again stated that the RPG model is the way forward for this franchise what they basically said Ubisoft was that because of the RPG model um, Origins and Odyssey did really well in 2020 more time spent in the game um, and just more people are buying these RPG games over the Unity and Syndicate type experiences and I, mm-hmm. why do you think that is is that maybe because they see an rpg as like more value for i mean those games were like 20 bucks so those are like good good gets for sure um yeah yeah i hmm. so definitely when it comes to i i can see why they like the rpg model because it, they're getting a lot more gameplay out of it when they say that they're getting more time spent in valhalla though i'm curious how much of that's like people just trying to like complete the story. Cause I feel like the story the, I feel like I need to do the math on this. Valhalla's story feels like it's almost twice as big as Odyssey's yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm not saying that it's an, it's a good, another good indicator is to look at like the achievements, see how far people actually have gotten through mm-hmm. Valhalla. But yeah, there there's just, there's still this riff like Ubisoft has kind of found what it wants to do with the Assassin's Creed IP. And that is this open world, uh, pick and choose your character, build them how you want to be and, and live in a historic time period. Yeah. And I, I don't, and the Valhalla was definitely an attempt at trying to serve both, um, markets i would say which is would be like a single linear storyline character who misses kind of like brotherhood or ac2 or black flag or things like that um versus players who enjoy the new combat system who are into how the new games work uh there yeah there's just like a big sorry my brain just completely (laughs) stumped on my words right at the last second but essentially what i'm getting at is yeah, there is just a a big rift, and Valhalla tried to serve both, and I think it kind of um, it kind of underserved the RPG end. So if like if RPG is going to be their focus, and they still don't properly serve or put a lot of effort into the RPG aspect of the game, like I feel like that's going to catch up to them at some point. They're going yeah, to yeah. launch a game potent at in my opinion, that will have be lackluster on the RPG end. And then if it's also lackluster on the story end, then you might see like a really bad Assassin's Creed but game potentially come are, out. So. Are we not like already seeing that with Valhalla? But you have to remember that this is the huge a little bit, yeah. uh, financial call. So they're basing this information on 2020. Um, yeah. So the first, so the, f- the first three quarters... Um, like their financial call starts in April and then ends in March the next year. So yeah, the playtime versus Odyssey was up in 2020 because more games, more people were playing, and because that game is enormous, people were stuck at home. Like mm-hmm. I really think you can look at if uh, Odyssey or if Valhalla is able to maintain the same amount of playtime per player in the long run, like after a few months, because if what we have been saying for a really long time now actually also turns into people stopping with the game. I mean, I'm already kind of seeing that here where people just mm-hmm. after the Yule Festival stopped or after completing the story stopped. And I really had the idea that with Odyssey, that was way less the case. And even with Origins uh, a bit as well. Although with Origins, you hit a point where you, there was really nothing else to do uh, sooner than in Valhalla. So... But yeah, what what I'm like, what always I think the plan kind of was, although I totally think that their intention was to launch with better RPG systems than they did, was to, in the post-launch, really double down on the RPG elements. And that's what we're seeing with the River Raids. Like, they aren't, like, they're not, like, uh, linked to the Brotherhood or to the Assassin's Creed storyline at all. It's just, like, more River Raids or, like, more raids to do. You go in... um, 
with your Joms Vikings, like you need to recruit Joms Vikings. There's no stealth mm -hmm. really at all going on, and it's replayable as well. It should be challenging. Then the next season will have another combat-focused mode. So they really know that with Odyssey, people stayed for uh, yeah, being able to build a character and play this repeatable content. So it seems like their their plan was that to have Valhalla be this, this one-and-done game and then in the post-launch add these replayable things. Um, and maybe that, mm -hmm. that in the end worked out, although I think it would have been smarter if Valhalla already had some of those things baked in. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the thing. You, you're a hundred percent right. Like, like from the strategy perspective of like, oh, we'll just have the post launch be the what everybody who liked Odyssey and what they liked about Odyssey can have their fun post launch, um, and then we're gonna have the game launch as a as a traditional Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I I can see how that uh, could be a good idea, but it's also everything's been delayed we kind of don't know too much about it we already kind of are getting information that like the reasons why potentially like i don't know if you've heard some of those rumors about why they uh haven't added the um transmog system is because it the cutscenes are a little weird with it so oh, it just really? seems I like did not hear about that yeah i was just reading a few folks um uh, who were mentioning that, yeah, there might be some, like... Because they were also in Odyssey having some uh, cutscene issues. If you remember, you couldn't put your uh, helmet on <laughs> in the cutscenes. Oh, yeah, they would yeah, just yeah. disappear in Odyssey. Uh, so there, there might be something in the engine that makes that a little bit of a challenge. But, um, but yeah. I, overall, I think... I agree with you about like what they're trying to do with Valhalla. I'm also just in general as a, a an enjoyer of all kinds of RPG games that I really liked what I saw, at least for, it wasn't perfect in Odyssey from an RPG perspective. I liked what they introduced and I felt like Valhalla tried to expand upon it, but didn't do it very well. Huh, I think, I think yeah. they cut a lot of it out. And I think they did not expand upon it. Space. They just tried to do different things uh, without really finishing it or yeah. Uh, I mean, or, or, or giving. I mean, what I mean, expand is like I think they made a better version of what Odyssey had, like with the runes and the gear that rarity that's upgradable. But the fact that they locked in the amount of gear you have and the fact that the stats really kind of don't mean anything kind of really took the wind yeah, out yeah, of any of sure. those mechanics but yeah, so, this is not a gear complaining nah, episode. Nah, 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 moving nah, on <laughs> moving on yeah yeah so but i want to like say one <laughs> one more thing about that though and that is that uh, it will be very curious to see and i really hope that with the river raids they also Im add a lot of tweaks to the gear and, and system because if the river rates come out and the build and gear system is the same as it is now, then there you will just go in and it doesn't really matter what you use. And like I think it could be way cooler the river rates if there was already the, already this RPG depth. So hopefully they change that mm -hmm. a bit. And it will just be interesting because I totally think that they they are kind of underestimating odyssey in a way where because odyssey had this huge success that they're seeing with like more player engagement one of the, the things i haven't even said yet is that odyssey had more daily average users in december 2020 than in december 2019 which is nuts so yeah one year later more people playing odyssey than the year before for a single player game that's nuts i i checked the other day mm -hmm. how many people do you think on steam like are, are still playing this game. Um, a lot. I'm yeah, getting messages 6, still. I, I haven't made an Odyssey video in a year. Yeah. <laughs> and like people still like are messaging me like, hey, I just picked up the game and I'm enjoying it a lot and I can't wait to like dive mm -hmm. into it more. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and that, that was because they had these cool systems. So, I'm really curious mm -hmm. if, if Valhalla is able to uh, maintain that success. And maybe they will see that, oh, people are starting to fall off. Well, even if we bring more content, what is going on? And then they will hopefully 
finally realized that, oh wait, Odyssey had just way more things going on that kept people in the game. It feels right now that they are just not really aware of that. Okay, um, moving mm -hmm. on, because, yeah, we, we're talking here about these full prices and discrete games, but the future is going to be uh, way different. Or actually, it's going to be the same, but it, there will be different things added onto it, it seems. One of the big key things that Ubisoft wants to do is... Um, Ubisoft, of, of course, already has some mobile games. Not sure if you played any of them, uh, Jordan. I have not, actually. Okay. Do you play, like, mobile games? Uh, in um, Did you try some things? I, I've played some mobile games. I tend to just play, like, tower defense games when I'm, like, on oh, yeah, a plane yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's But, works. like, that's yeah, about tower, it. Tower. <laughs> I, know, I know which one you, which one you mean. Like, um, yeah. So, but 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 actually, I, I think mobile games, and I know it's like easy to hate on them, but I think they're actually mm -hmm. reaching a point where like I'm I played a lot of League of Legends back in the day, and they now have Wild Rift, which will also come to console, and it's on my phone, mm -hmm. and it works so well. The games are shorter. Normally, a League of Legends game is like 50 minutes, up to 50 minutes, yeah, which is a lot, and on my phone, it it always stops at maximum 20 minutes. You can already like surrender, so you can already win ten minutes in. So it's really, really fast, and mm -hmm. it still gives you that same um, sort of rush and yeah, that same sort of experience. And it still requires a lot of tactics, as we see on the PC version. So I really think that mobile games are getting to a point where they're just like cool, different versions of of the games that we know from console and. Well, it mm -hmm. seems like we get an Assassin's Creed type game like that as well, because Ubisoft plans to, uh, uh, like their mobile strategy going forward, so they have these smaller games, they have an Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. game, but that is really looking at the trends, okay, what is popular mobile game right now? Collecting heroes. Okay, we have a ton of heroes or characters in Assassin's Creed, let's drop that. They made that game with Tom Clancy also, where you have to collect heroes, and they had the um, uh, Mighty Quest for Epic Loot, where you like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, with one hand you can. Th those were all like smaller games. If you bring them to a console, you would immediately be like, wait, I don't play this on console. What the heck? Their new strategy is launching triple A quality games to expand existing franchise on mobile. They're working together with Tencent, uh, who everyone at this mm -hmm. point likely knows, the biggest tech company in China. They're kind of scary because they're investing money in every company so they have their hands in everything riot games that i mentioned <laughs> is owned by tencent i think even epic games at this point as well um but yeah if you want to be successful in the mobile market and china is of course huge especially for mobile games they wanna they yeah you for one have to like uh collaborate with a chinese company otherwise you can't even publish in china so yeah you have to go to mm -hmm. tencent or netties and ubisoft already has an injection by tencent so yeah they already were in bed and now they're working on this console quality as a screen game i'm gonna show some images i think people are i've already seen them a bit uh otherwise mm -hmm. you can like watch the uh, the video where i'll show it but uh, just, yeah, it looks just, like a... they just need to make a an Orlog. Uh, oh yeah, that would be game. cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but I uh, like that. That, yeah. that will really be like okay, but it's not worth the time and effort because who's gonna play that, right? They they're likely got uh, like I might. I those I think maybe that's just like a personal opinion. So. A lot of the like live action mobile games that require like for example playing Fortnite on the phone. I guess that makes more sense for like younger generations that are coming. Like I definitely think live action mobile games like mobile gaming is definitely becoming more and more yeah of a a thing with like younger generations. I see my nieces and nephews like playing Fortnite on their phones yeah, and that's things like that. Yeah, another great example, yeah. Same game. No, and um and uh but at the same time um for me as someone who is a, likes assassin's creed who i would say the assassin's creed fan base tends to be a little bit older i don't know if like yeah, a live yeah. action one would really draw me in to play on the phone um i would play like a, maybe a card or puzzle game because i think like that's like most the mobile games i go 
mm-hmm. as far into. Um, so I guess it just kind of depends. Like if they're able to really make a mobile game that, uh, I mean, I'm also fighting off the thoughts of like, um, like fix your console games and then work on a mobile game. But I totally get the whole uh, desire where they, they don't want to miss out because everybody else is doing it. But let's just hope that if they're going to do it, let's give them some good feedback so that they can, I don't know, yeah, make yeah. A, a decent one. But I think it's a pretty big challenge for an Assassin's Creed franchise to have a, a popular uh, mobile game. Yeah, I, I think, think the, the biggest challenge is... Uh, 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 the biggest challenge will be the monetization, I think. And you don't want to have... Because it's likely going to be single player, you would think. Um, if if it, if it what if it was like Origins on your phone? Like, what would that look like? I think like in terms of like the phones are it just seems they are powerful. I guess right now, yeah, it is. They are. It would require potentially maybe a new engine experience, but like maybe they that's what they do. They are using Unreal Engine Four, by the way. So they are already mm. using a different engine for this game, which is of mm-hmm. course really scalable across uh, multiple uh, devices as well. So yeah, it's. Uh, um, what if like Ubisoft? This is like they're saying like, see, here's the China game you all wanted. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, on the phone. To but be not. fair, like, why would they? I mean, they could still. It's still different, of course. But I really think this is like kind of hammering a, a legit China game, or maybe they will ease faster do it because they already have the research and stuff like that. So they might like implement it in a mm-hmm. legit game. But like what you were saying is basically why they are doing it. They already got you. Now they want everyone else. Now they want your nieces yeah. who are playing Fortnite who would never play a regular as a squid game. Like, but the moment mm-hmm. it comes to phones, you're you're bringing this to a lot of different people. It will likely be free to play. So you got a free to play, mm-hmm. triple A quality. What they are saying right now, we will have to wait and see. Assassin's Creed game on your phone. In a setting we've not been to, like in a in a more like three D environment, like that's gonna be pretty big if they if they get it right. So, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and that that's kind of the the trend we are seeing everywhere because th- the best example right now is Call of Duty. Like they mm-hmm. have the mobile game which is doing really well. They now have Warzone, a free to play game, a battle royale, and they of course still have every year the mainline games and. When they started with that tactic, they were really like worried that, okay, but why would someone pay $60 for Call of Duty if they can play the free version on console uh, and play Mm -hmm. still with their friends? But the reality is what they're seeing is that people who are playing Warzone are way more enticed to buy the full price game as well because they get perks in Warzone, but also because they like Call of Duty way more. They're way more excited about the franchise. So... Maybe mm-hmm. they would never have bought a full price game and only played free play games, but now because they like Warzone, they are looking at this, uh, yeah, this full price game as well. And that might happen on when, when someone plays on their phone. Wait, a new Assassin's Creed like that looks way cooler is also out of my console. I'm gonna play that. Yeah, I, I'm also like generally a little like concerned. The difference I think though is. Like Call of Duty is a multiplayer game, right? Um, yeah. That there's a lot of like competition involved, and like Assassin's Creed's never really dipped into that. And I feel like like that the community connection, I think, is the part they've like. I think what Ubisoft's trying to reach for is longevity playability of their games. They want people to be able to pick up a Assassin's Creed game and play it for a year or two, but most people like if when you're playing by yourself like sure you have a really good time with the game but there is eventually a ceiling you hit by yourself Mm -hmm. and you generate more fun out of games i feel like or the longevity if you can do it with a a friend or a community different things like that and so if they're just gonna try to run into like a triple a single player mobile game like yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think this is for. You're right. Like this is not for us. This is for like but, my but niece and nephew. You, and so yeah. it just partially gets me a little concerned. But I, I totally um, think that sure. there's a reason that Tencent said, "Yeah, you're, you, single player, it's not gonna work. We need a multiplayer mm-hmm. component." 
And maybe, and I think, like, I'm not sure if you've played Genshin Impact, but that game has, no. like, a, a single player, and I think you can play it. Maybe someone in the chat, whoa, I see that Hambone uh, gifted. Hey, bye, Hambone, and thanks for the other uh, gifted sub. That's really insane. Thanks. Um, maybe someone in the chat can note, like, how, what the Genshin Impact multiplayer is. But, uh, Timon, where's Timon? No, but... Like, they, they can still have this open world you can explore, but then maybe you have different missions because they need replayable content, right? They need you to log back into this game every day. That's what mobile games are all about. So I totally think that we will have maybe missions or something that you can replay, and maybe in that during that mission, a friend pops in who's, like, coming and help you as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I totally get you, and and that's what the Activision was saying during the investor call as well. They really see that people who are active on Call of Duty Mobile, um, uh, Warzone, and Cold War are way more active and also uh, like way more willing to to spend more money. And also when they are in a party playing together, like when you are with your friends, you want to like show that cool skin way more than when playing alone. So I totally mm-hmm. think they need a sort of online component. Now that you say it for like what if they do item packs as well i think uh it will be then even more important if you can show it to other people right mm-hmm. yeah and i think yeah hopefully this uh doesn't like deter their i don't know i i like the the idea of what could be a really good rpg assassin's creed game like a full like triple a pc console game and so hopefully um the revenues that they get from the mobile game don't like make up for the fact that they're gonna be like all right i guess we can start churning out worse and worse console games um that's just my that's never gonna my hope it's also like (laughs) i really think that their goal is to have it all work together like the Call of Duty Mobile is not slowing down because Warzone is doing well, or Call of Duty Mobile is not mm-hmm. like it's like. Um, so I totally think that I mean it's it's in everyone's best interest that these games are the best possible. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I want to like move away from the mobile game because we've already been kind of talking about this. But the reality also is what what Ubisoft is basically doing next year. So normally, what Ubisoft is doing is we are launching three or four triple a titles and that is our focus and maybe we have like we have always a just dance and then maybe we do a uh they had skull pilgrim for uh, for example uh, a month ago um like smaller things here and there and then last year they also launched hyperscape their first sort of triple a try into the uh, free-to-play model so the focus was still on valhalla watchdogs and immortals but this next year, so April 2021 till March 2022, the AAAs will just be one of the three pillars. What they will do is they will have the, triple, trip, uh, the three AAA games that will launch before April 2022. And those are Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and it's not that, Skull and Bones. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. It should be coming. And next to that, they will have the premium games. Think Prince of Persia think uh that was delayed um riders republic which was also delayed it's not triple a smaller team smaller budget um and they will likely have some surprises here and there as well and free to play games and like they will launch multiple free to play games from april till um march 2022 and I don't think that that is going to have an Assassin's Creed game already. Although, on the other hand, they say that they want to ma- they want to have like serious free-to-play contenders. They have Roller Champions that will be one of those titles, but there will be at least mm-hmm. one more or maybe two. And what we're seeing now, the first mobile game they're collaborating with with Tencent is Assassin's Creed because Tencent is like, okay, what is your biggest franchise? Okay, let's grab that. And sure, they will likely do a Rainbow Six mobile game as well, a Far Cry mobile game. But what is your biggest, like, that that we also don't really have on mobile? Let's do that first. Would not be surprised if maybe next year we see a free-to-play Assassin's Creed as well. I think it's early. I think it will be later. But at one point, if Ubisoft wants to make, like, 
a cool free-to-play impression, we are going to see an Assassin's Creed game because Activision did it with Warzone. They're now launching a Diablo mobile game. They will likely do a Diablo <laughs> free-to-play game as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the one we, of course, referred to uh, earlier in the episode. But the point yeah. is, the what we're seeing now is that having a huge franchise on stranded on consoles and PC is not enough anymore. You need to have it on mobile, and you need to have a free-to-play component. Battlefield 6 also going to launch a free-to-play component, according to rumors. The game is coming out at the end of the year, but they also look at Warzone and are like, we want that as well. So they're likely going to do the same model. So, yeah, mm-hmm. with Assassin's Creed already making a mobile game, I think a free-to-play component is <laughs> totally, totally going to happen. We do- just don't know when. And I'm just curious to hear from you. What do you want from that? And I think that a lot of things are possible. For example, like, multiplayer. Part of me, yeah, like I want multiplayer, I guess, if I were to. Like the only thing I want, I guess, from like Assassin's Creed in general is just I, I like the idea of involving the community more. I like this idea of kind of blurring the lines between single player and co-op of like bringing the community in. Uh, I I felt that way because of content creation and the videos and stuff that we make is like once you have like a discord or like a, a community of friends and you're all all of us here who are listening to this podcast are playing this game. I, I, I like more features in Assassin's Creed where we can all um, interact in the content together, even if it's single player and we're sharing it somewhere whether it be on a podcast or in discord yeah, or that, even action features like leaderboards or things yeah. like that. Those are the things that I, I really think would have a lot of a, I think it would make the game more fun for everyone who plays it, who likes that type of stuff. And B, I think that they would see an increase of what they're trying to get, because I feel like certain games do call for like mobile games and things like that. But if you're just trying to, apply all the gaming strategies or game creation strategies to every IP you own, like you risk like kind of um, devaluing the IP to a degree, right? Like if, if more Assassin's Creed branded mobile and uh, focusing on other markets, like that's all that like focusing just on like new markets and repurposing your game for that does lose the previous markets you were focusing on. And so we're kind of seeing that with like the old Assassin's Creed fans, which I consider myself still to be a part of is that they they feel like they're being lost to an RPG game. That's now taking over Assassin's Creed. And then if the mobile games come in for like the other people soon, us RPG people will start to feel like, Hey, we're being left in the dust as they go and search know. out for markets i'm not saying that's exactly what's gonna happen but that's like how i feel about it it, it, it's not as if like this mobile game is going to come out and ubisoft will stop after the most successful launch of all no with triple a console games i think they will i think the reality is actually more exciting and i see people in the chat and i totally get that like there Mm -hmm. there are many ways to do mobile games wrong and mobile games especially if they're making a triple a console quality mobile game as a screed and it's free to play then they have to make money somehow so i really hope it's not like the timer bullshit where oh no i have to get energy to mm-hmm. be able to do this mission but high chance that yeah. it will be and i hope that that's not the case but uh, but on the, no there, yeah there, yeah there are good examples of mobile games that do it right like like i said wild rift it's basically i only have to pay for cool skins that is all uh, there, I can play mm-hmm. as much as I want. So I really hope they move away from that. And I hope that Tencent gives them yeah. good, good uh, yeah, reasons to... Or, like, yeah, good ways to, to still make money. But, yeah, Genshin Impact, I mentioned that as, like, an example. But that's more like... It's a sort of console-quality game, which is on PC, console mm-hmm. and mobile. But, yeah, the, the business model of that game sucks. And I don't know. Maybe we get a game where... Hey, you can play every character in the Assassin's Creed universe, but you gotta roll the dice and hope that uh, Ezio comes out with a five-star rating. And I would—that would suck. I don't want that. So yeah. hopefully, that's not what this is. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think that what if, like, let, let, because you can immediately think, okay, it can be, it can go way worse. But what if we have this free-to-play uh, PC Warzone type of, or GTA Online type of Assassin's Creed game, right? Which is just mm-hmm. there. It's always there. And every time, and it has like multiple settings from previous games because they have the world already. So you can like run around in the Origins world and they add like some sort of co-op missions maybe to it. Something like that. And then you step into the Animus and then choose to go to the Odyssey world. So you have like all these cool worlds from the previous games in one game. And then when the new game comes out from the Valhalla team, because they will, I think, just continue with what they did with Valhalla. Sure, there will still be people saying... We need a bigger world. We need people to spend more time. I hope they say, yeah, we, we saw the feedback. A lot of people thought the main story was too long. So let, let's mm-hmm. let's make sure that the story is like 30 hours max, but that we still have a lot of side content. for. Pe- so if people want to spend more time in the world, they can. And that's totally the way forward. There will be, the games will be even bigger. I just hope that they don't force the content on us. So then we still have, and keep that single player. Like I, I really think that, if Ubisoft is going to change the main game to be co-op, uh, like everything, I think that's going to lose a lot of people because, yeah, then you're not, not co-op everything. Yeah, like, yeah. A good example of what I mean is, uh, like I know Breakpoint, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint still kind of like didn't quite get um, the impact that they wanted, but the experience, the idea that maybe you you can jump into your game and start playing through stories and things like that by yourself in single player. And maybe you can invite your friend into your world with you and he, they can help you, um, you know, know finish a quest or something like Mm -hmm. that, or like just go to do a siege or something like that together. And then once you're done playing with your friend or whatever, they go off back to their single player world. Uh, and, and continue their single-player storyline yeah, yeah. separately. We, we um, see that in Far Cry as well. Like, multiple Ubisoft games yeah. do it, but I do think that that hurts the story. Like, what if you are in that final act for Valhalla and there's, like, a another guy in your headset come... Like, and, and with the choices, will the other player then have an impact <laughs> as well? Or what if they make different choices? Like, there are already, like, a lot of different things that don't work in co-op, so... I really hope that mm-hmm. they keep it separate. It's definitely a technical challenge, yeah, depending yeah, yeah, for sure. on and it. And it might like, like it might ruin even more of the things that people actually like, and that is a story with this one character. Like, what if that we have two Avors running around? That totally breaks the immersion. So that would be kind of weird, right? I think it would be way cooler if this free-to-play game was sure it had some story here and there, but you're not playing mm-hmm. a main character, like you're not playing a named main character. You make your own character, run around in these worlds. You can do everything you want there, but then the main games stay the same as they are now. It's just a Valhalla 2 in a, in a different world. And then the moment that game comes out, they build the setting, they build that world. That world gets added to this new free-to-play game. So then you have this free-to-play game that always exists and gets content when new paid games come out. I think that would actually be mm-hmm. super awesome if if they it, it's yeah. really what what ha- what's happening with Warzone because Cold War came out and sure it's kind of different but Cold War came out and all the weapons from Cold War were added to Warzone. Like I I think that would be really cool uh if that if that is what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, yeah. I I guess like the la- the last thing I'll say about like the co-op thing is like maybe what I mean is like sometimes I feel like there's like your example of well if everyone's Avor and you have a different Avor pop in I'm like to me at that point part of me is like em- kind of embrace the meme a little bit like create like an maybe then River Raids is a separate map and call it the world of Avors and you just see all these not so weird looking Avors running around raiding ruining just- the single player game like. Uh- I don't, I not necessarily it, if it's but, separate. Yeah. If it's separated, you can still be your character in there. Um, do you want cutscene for, with like, or do you want like the RPG conversations you have in Assassin's Creed now where it's like 
they can be quite long. What if what is the second character? What is the second player doing while you are talking to Ivar and want to know all his secrets or like select every dialogue? Maybe it's as simple as the the party host you're playing on their storyline and if you join somebody else's it has no real canon effect on yours to me i'm okay with that because i understand that there are different options and i want to know what those are i want to see different experiences so for example like let's take me and you like if 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 a game like that came out and you were on a different path and i was on a different path it'd be kind of fun to maybe jump into your path with you Sure. Do a little stream or whatever, play, and then see what your perspective is or yeah, vice yeah. versa and go I back think, to my original yeah. game. Dying Light is actually doing this. They they mm-hmm. even have like... I mean, that was the last time we saw it. Maybe they changed it because it was too ambitious. But basically, they, you have like one world and you can choose to like access that or not. And one player will, the other not. So if you join another person's uh, uh, game, you will have a completely different world, which sounded cool. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I know you have to go in a moment, so I want to like put a pin in this conversation, and I want to hear from everyone yes. as well. I see a lot of people in the chat, of course, but I want to like have people write in about what their ideal future for the game is and what they think of all this news and maybe worries. You can write in to assassinscast.com, so the name of this podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Easy forum, type it in, you're in the show. Like Easy as that, we of course pick and choose, but... High chance that if you have like a good input, you will be noted here. So I want to start with that. Maybe not next week because next week got river rates likely, but um, like another time. So I think it's cool to discuss this more because we're really, I Mm -hmm. think, on the brink of a new evolution kind of for the franchise, but maybe more in how how we are able to experience Assassin's Creed games, not only with a controller or keyboard in hand, no, but on our phone mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, maybe free to play as well, which is going to be huge. Okay, at the end of every episode, we, of course, make predictions that we think will happen before Season 2, or no, before the Druids DLC. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, you want to... Okay, <laughs> yeah, you do yours first, it's funny. Okay. Is this fair? Because I figured you're doing like a date one. I thought, so it feels like it's it's probably going. Okay. So my prediction is the river raids are going to come out on February 25th. Exactly. One day short or one day after. I don't get it. Yeah, so I've I'm I've been saying February 18th, and now that we got the the update already in the files, I think it's gonna launch next week. But you say no, they mm-hmm. they have it slip, or they still need some more time or whatever. So it's gonna be February 25th. Yeah. Week after that, still on Thursday, so I think it makes sense. My prediction is season two for Valhalla with a new festival will start on March 18th. So an update on February 18th and then March 18th. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. So we will see if that comes true. And I see some people say, I hope the uh, mobile game does not replay the console. No, the whole point is, for to make it clear, that you want... Like, they, they are not going to... They, for all assaults, this was the most successful game they, like, maybe launched in a while. So, no, they will stick to that, but they're going to expand it. They want to make sure that... Uh, Jordan's nieces and uh, and cousins are like playing the game as well and they also want to make sure that people who are not able or don't want to pay full price are still able to hop in to the franchise that they know about but are first were, were like hey, I'm not going to pay so that's why they, they just want to expand the reach that's what it's all about there's going to be a Netflix show so like th- there, there are going to be a ton of SS Creed things to um yeah, make it have it make it have a broader appeal. Jordan, uh, where can people find you if they want to be up to date with you? Obviously, just hit me up on Twitter. I I have a lot of friendly conversation with folks there. So uh, if you wanna, if you have any questions or think that I had a bad opinion on this podcast, feel free to let me know there. Risa actually posted the link to Jordan's Twitter in the Twitch chat. Thank so you, Risa. Uh, Clout! 
<laughs> I will have the Sunday video up about the Ubisoft future plans, where I go a little more in depth on what we discussed here. This was mostly focused on Assassin's Creed. I, of course, already did a video with the future of Assassin's Creed. Check that out. Next week, if everything goes according to like the regular sort of uh, schedule of these patches, we're going to see the river rates, and I'm super excited about that because I need for challenging and replayable content in Valhalla. So hopefully it delivers. will be very exciting. Of course, in the meantime, I got way more videos coming your way. Thanks everyone for watching the in the Twitch chat. You can, of course, um, yeah, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv raptor. If you want to go the extra mile, you can become a member on my YouTube channel. Join next to the subscribe button. There you get the video version of the show or two days early access if you become a Raptor member. So they can watch the show immediately after we are done streaming. So Jordan, thanks for being here. Good luck with the rest. No of problem. Your week. Thank you. And I'm you excited too. for uh, uh, prediction is right. Okay, okay, I, I got that one. If people actually were, were aware that yeah. Jordan normally has the predictions right, but we will see. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> see everybody. Appreciate it.